Hi, and welcome to South Carolina Murder Mondays. I am your host, Nicole Simmons, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. Have you ever heard of Peewee? Donald Henry Peewee Gaskins Jr. was born March 13, 1933, in Florence, South Carolina. He's also known as the meanest man in America. Peewee is survived by one child, a daughter named Shirley Gaskins. Peewee says he was raised by his mother and abused by men since a very early age. If you've read the book Final Truth, you may wonder if he's telling the truth. That's where I would like to find some truth. I'm currently interviewing very close family members to victims with first-hand experiences and people from the community. No names will be added for safety and privacy reasons to protect all of the families. Dad told me this. People always told everybody that he grew up real bad, that his parents were cruel to him and beat him and all that stuff, and that, that wasn't true. He had very loving parents that doted over him and everything, and he, he wasn't treated badly at all when he was young, according to my dad. He was just bad. I mean, he, he stabbed a school teacher one time. He cut a guy in church one time. He, he did, a, you know, he, he raped that little girl and hit her in the head with an axe and left her for dead. I mean, Pee-wee did all, did all kinds of bad stuff. He liked, to, he liked to torture animals. You know, he was just a bad person. This is exactly what I'm talking about. The truth. Could Pee-wee even tell the truth if he tried? Now, many people have never even heard of Prospect. So here is the local giving his description. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Johnsonville, South Carolina. I grew up in a community called Prospect. And what was that town like when you grew up? Johnsonville, one red light, blinked on the weekend, 700 people, uh, had a high school, high school football games were the big social event, <laughs> had one factory called Wellman Industries that basically ran everything, drove to, drove to town, and so, uh, and because of Wellman, we had a country club, and, uh, and they, Wellman contributed a lot to the town, a lot of people worked there. And so um, it was kind of like the keystone of the town. It, a farming community. Uh, it was full of 200-acre um, tobacco farms. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of us grew up. A lot of 200-acre tobacco farms. Today, that's not the case. Today, there's very few small farms like that. All the, all the folks that own land down there now, like me, we rent our property to um, the big farmers. And I, I rent mine to a guy I graduated from high school with. So he, he, he works our farm, plants corn and beans on it and stuff like that. But, um, but it, was, it, was a, it was a great place to grow up. Now, growing up, our local guest was a normal kid. He'd heard of Pee Wee, had been told stories, even had seen him before, but would have never expected what would come next. farmer gave us a, a pack house and told us we could have the wood if we tore it down. So we tore it down and loaded whatever. We had tractors and my friend, a friend of mine used his tractor and we pulled the barn down, barn down with a tractor and loaded everything on a trailer and hauled it back into the woods and built a clubhouse out of it. Was this a clubhouse for like kids? Like a tree a, house no, type no, of? No, it was just on the, it was a, on the ground. It wasn't a tree house. But it, we were about, we were uh, 14, 15 probably 13, 14 years old, and we, and we used it to camp out in. 
It was probably uh, 20 feet long, 10 feet wide. We had a pot belly stove in it. We had old bunk beds in it. We had, you know, our stash, our stash of Playboy magazines and everything. And that's where we hid our cigarettes and all that stuff. You know, and then the balls of wine that people would, kids would lift from their daddy's attic and stuff like that. That's where we stashed all our stuff. I mean, we kept it locked. Typical boys, right? Minding their own business and not hurting anyone. It was just a single person in a shallow grave on our farm about 30 feet from our clubhouse. Little did they know there was a body on their land for who knows how long. These innocent people would have to live with these memories forever. And also, how horrible would it be for a child to possibly have to witness this? Was this clubhouse built before Pee Wee threw a body back there? I think he put the body back there after the clubhouse was built. Okay. Yeah, it burned down, and we suspect he did it. And he, um, he stole He took all our stuff, all our sleeping bags and, and all of our cooking utensils and all that kind of stuff. He took all that stuff and uh, stashed it in the neck in a field in a brush pile. And about a year later, some hunters found it. And we had our names, so, you know, tagged on it and everything, and, he, and they brought it back to us. Why did you think it was Pee Wee that burned down here? We didn't. We didn't, we didn't know until later. But how'd you find out that he, he did? He said that he, he, he talked about it. He said that there were these kids playing around the close to one of his graves and he was afraid we were going to find it. And so that's why he torched it? That, that's, yeah. Now seriously, how would that make you feel? Just knowing you were that close to all of that. Oh, it just gives me the chills. So close to danger? I mean, what if those boys would have been back there just hanging out and playing when Pee Wee come back to dump a body? What if he got so mad at the boys for just being so close to his grave that he went back and after them? I know we can't what if, but seriously, we have to thank God that he didn't go and harm those boys. So tell me the story about you came home from college. One I day. came home from college and there were a bunch of police cars and stuff there and people was there in handcuffs. And they were in my grandparents' front yard. Talking to my granddaddy, getting permission to go on his property to look for the body. When the body was found on your family's land, was anybody concerned about going out and finding another body? Oh, yeah. My mother thinks that she nearly found it. She was out walking. We had, we had a white German shepherd. And she was out walking the dog, and she was went back to our clubhouse. And the dog smelled it and spent a lot of time sniffing around where it was. The people Pee Wee hurt were people that no one would miss. Now switching gears a bit, I've heard and read from multiple sources that some or most of the first victims were people that wouldn't be missed. Now that is really sad. But one of the victims he tried to kill didn't pass away. Pee-wee lies, and he says he didn't do it. But what an idiot, because she survived to tell the story. Now here's Jim talking when he interviewed Pee-wee in prison. 
He says, look, I want to set the record straight on some things. There have been so many things out there that have been said about me that are wrong. I want you to know what they are and to make those things right. He said, well, the first is that I went to reform school on a false charge. I said, you were innocent? He said, I was innocent when he was 13, 14. On a Sunday afternoon, he supposedly um, hit a uh, teenage girl in the head with an axe, and he thought she was dead. He held her a moment and then ran off. But he told me that day that he uh, saw it happen and that he could not tell anyone who did it. I said, Pee-wee, why did you say that? And he said, we can't go into that. Thanks for tuning in to Murder Mondays with Nicole. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. This is just the beginning.